0: Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars?
1: Have we got the podcast for you.
0: Welcome to D23 Inside Disney.
1: I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney.
0: I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together, we're taking you Inside Disney.
2: Hello, my friends. Hello. Back together again.
1: Hooray. What is up? What have you guys been up to this week?
0: For my birthday, I went back to Disneyland because Yay! of course I did. I had another fantastic time I went with my friend Ingrid, ran into my friend Carly. There were a lot of fun there. And while I got up super early to try to get Rise of the Resistance virtual queue, I did not succeed first time, oh but my God. The noontime I got in. Nice. The group 150. It was amazing. Yes, even me with my now extraordinarily even
2: older fingers was able to do it. So
3: <laughs> how
2: <about> it? <laughs> Tony, how about you? Um, it's been a big week at Good Morning America at com. We'd released our AAPI Heritage Month inspiration list asking Asian American Pacific Islander identifying celebrities and notables and influencers and ABC News team members uh, who they think are making AAPI history today. So it was wow. a great nod to everyday heroes, community heroes, small business owners in a time where it's really needed. So love getting that out to the world this week. And that's on that good morning, awesome. Dot com. Yes. Nice.
0: Very, very
1: cool. Sherry. You guys know, the listeners know how much I love AFV, America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm, 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 so of yes. course, you know, I'm back on that train watching it. On, it's on Hulu and also Disney Plus. So you you can't miss it. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and coming up later on the show, it was a dream come true for me to talk to him. Alfonso Rivero, the host of AFV. And Best. AFV was just renewed. Very exciting stuff.
0: Ooh, and I have that coming up. Yay. Ooh, some exciting yes. news there and wow. I mean, and he talks all about how he won the mirror trophy like that was fascinating to me. Yeah, so, so, so good stuff coming up but Sherry we've got we've got a whole lot of news and I'm getting hungry just thinking about it what's up.
1: First? Oh my gosh what a transition elastic <laughs> waistband Avengers assemble <laughs> the foodie guide to Avengers campus is here. Here's just a taste of what's coming food-wise to Avengers Campus when it opens June 4th. Just a couple highlights. There's a full list on the Disney Parks blog. Get ready to get salivating. <laughs> so Pym Test Kitchen. As we know, this is a restaurant that uses PIM particles to grow and shrink innovations in food science, including the ever-expanding CinePym Toast, which sounds to die for baked pim particle bread and egg custard with cinnamon sugar topping a fried egg smoked bacon and maple syrup we've got Mm. the atomic fusion pretzel which is a buffalo style loaded pretzel with chicken hot sauce ranch blue cheese celery and dill pickled carrots this sounds Mm. so good the choco smash candy bar you can just imagine uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shawarma Palace so you could get food from Tony Stark's fave place including the impossible victory falafel
3: mm-hmm.
1: and there's also a fun churro concoction coming it's called the sweet spiral ration and it's churro spirals with unique flavors mm-hmm. I mean I'm spiraling
2: over that myself
0: so
1: me too ready. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. so good
0: they also do have some uh very tasty looking cocktail concoctions i saw coming on the parks blog and in these adorable little beakers that they're served in
1: so. Ooh. oh yeah and also an oversized beer at pim tasting lab <laughs>
0: i mean tony to quench your thirst Yes. i mean i'm ready
1: <laughs> Woo!
0: well across the pond our friends at disneyland paris are prepping for the reopening of the theme parks on June 17th. Woohoo! Wow,
2: it's yay. happening.
0: So excited. It'll be so great to have all our theme parks up and running around the world. Very, very exciting. And along with that, Disney's Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel, will open on June 21st and it's booking now. And I, the images of the gorgeous, gorgeous artwork from that, it is a Marvel artwork from all of your favorite characters. Spider-Man, Black Widow, Black Panther. It's fantastic. So if you haven't seen that, that's also on the Parks blog. Beautiful, beautiful artwork. So very excited. So happy for our friends over at Disneyland
1: Paris. Ah, so, so great. Fun. Well, I've got some big news coming in from a galaxy far, far away. <gasps> there has been a date change for Star Wars Celebration 2022 Star Wars Celebration Anaheim has moved up to May 26th to 29th, 2022. Yes. Yeah, so for fans who want to keep their tickets, you don't have to do a thing. Your tickets will transfer over to the new dates and you'll get a confirmation email in the coming months. Easy peasy.
2: Love that. Nice. nice. Well, I've got a big announcement from ABC, you guys. The Network just revealed their 2021-2022 primetime slate. And here are some of the shows... Returning, uh, returning reality shows include, as Sherry alluded to, America's Funniest Home Videos.
1: Yeah. Whoop whoop for season Shark-
0: 32,
2: 32.
1: And you oh, my believe? That is I like know. survivor levels, you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Incredible, yes. But other shows include Shark Tank, American Idol, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, and Supermarket Sweep plus the return of Drumroll Please, The Bachelorette, and my personal fave, Dancing with the Stars. So those will be great. Shows also returning, The Good Doctor and Big Sky, plus Mm. The Connors and The Goldbergs, among others. Mm. And two new dramas coming to ABC include Queens and Women of the Movement. The full list of the slate is at abc.com. There's a ton of shows and the full schedule is there. So a lot to look forward to. Mm, I'm
0: excited for uh, the Wonder Years reboot. That sounds yes. really, really, really cool. Well, in other TV slash whatever device you watch these things on, news Disney Channel just ordered a third season of The Owl House before season two even premieres um, on June 12th. So, congratulations Woo-hoo. to our friends Woo-hoo. at Disney Channel and to all the people behind Owl House and you know some of the new guest stars this season um coming up on season two include peter gallagher felicia day and deborah wilson and they, you know they're joining all the regulars so that's
2: uh very very fun well back with some sports news for you <laughs> I, Wow! i, I do have an air fight. horn app oh <laughs> wow <laughs> uh, sports yeah. news Hashtag sports. license that
0: sound now tony my gosh
2: <laughs> Sports news from Tony Morrison include ESPN securing the rights for a huge broadcasts in three major sports baseball, football, AKA soccer, and basketball. So, real quick, we'll go through all of these. Major League Baseball announced a seven year agreement with ESPN beginning in 2022. ESPN and La Liga have reached an expansive long term agreement with ESPN Plus and ESPN, who's been the exclusive home of the State Farm NBA play-in-tournament Western Conference games will televise the final Western Conference tournament game on Friday, May 21st. So, all you out there listening, hooray sports!
0: And I don't understand anything you just said, but I am (laughs) sure it is very exciting for people who are fans of sports.
1: Well, in news that Jeffrey does understand, Billy Porter, Zachary Uh, Quinto, uh, and EJ Johnson are joining the cast of the Disney Plus sitcom the proud family louder and prouder yay Woo-hoo. billy and zachary are voicing randall and barry lebowitz jenkins mixed race adoptive parents to 14 year old activist maya who we know is voiced by kiki palmer ej is gonna voice michael collins who is penny's best guy friend who is serving up fierce looks at school and back to sports on the basketball court <laughs> Ooh.
0: yeah so that's some sports i could get into yeah, yeah totally
1: All previous seasons of The Proud Family are streaming on Disney+, Plus, so check it out. Well, I hope you
2: all are hungry, which I know the two of you always are, including myself. Very true. Uh, One of my favorite people on Earth is actually Wolfgang Puck. We Mm. talk to him every year at the Oscars at GMA, Mm. and I'm so excited to share this one. The feature-length documentary, Wolfgang, is coming to Disney+. Plus. So this doc chronicles the inspiring true story of Puck who survived a troubled childhood filled with a series of challenging obstacles and whose perseverance led him to become one of the most prolific chefs of our time in a household name. So Wolfgang will have its world screening premiere at the Tribeca Film Festival on Sunday, June 12th, before debuting on Disney Plus on June 25th. Really excited for this one.
0: Hmm. fun fact maybe just fun for me and my parents but when i was like 17 and i was looking at colleges out here in los angeles which i which is not where i went but they were like oh we're gonna go to to this super fancy restaurant because it's where there are always celebrities and sure enough we went to spago and the og spago in west hollywood which was amazing i will never forget that also laney kazan was having dinner there which uh was pretty hilarious and anyone who knows who laney immediately much cooler in my book but also disney plus a little more disney plus news here because in addition to opening in theaters on july 30th jungle cruise will be coming to disney plus with premiere access so we've been waiting for this movie we've been so excited about this movie i mean Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt completely rocked D23 Expo back in 2019 coming out in that when when Dwayne came out in that Jungle Cruise boat. It was amazing. (laughs) So great. So cannot wait for that July 30th. So we don't have to wait much longer. But a little bit further down the road on Disney Plus, (gasps) Disenchanted. Yay! Love. Enchanted, of course. The sequel has just started production, directed actually by my friend Adam Shankman. So very- oh, he's
1: your friend? but <laughs> wow, That's so cool. I love him.
0: <laughs> uh, I've known oh, Adam a, a very long time. He's amazing and wildly talented. And in addition to, of course, the incredible original cast, including Amy Adams, Patrick Dempsey, James Marston, and Adina Menzel, our good, good friend and multi-time co-host with us, essentially, Yvette Nicole Brown. <laughs> Yay! Is... Mm one of the new cast members. So very, very exciting. For those who don't know the plot of the sequel a little bit, uh, Giselle, Amy Adams, moves to the suburb of Monroeville with Robert and their teenage daughter, Morgan, who was like just such a tiny little thing in the Oh first my year, gosh. Right?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and she must juggle the challenges that come with a new home and discover that what happily ever after truly means to her and her new family. And it's going to feature new music from Alan Menken and Steven Schwartz. So wow. exciting. I love this. I love that original music from Enchanted. It always makes me so happy whenever they uh, find a, a great way to work it into the Disney Park spectacles.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know what time it is now?
2: Ooh, checking uh, the time. What time is it? <laughs>
0: Why? <laughs> it's time for five fantastic things to watch, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete details, visit d23.com. Sherry, what's up first?
1: Up first, it is the 40. 40- First anniversary this Friday of Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. So Ooh. stream it on Disney Plus and celebrate. It's a one-stop shop for not one, not two, but three Disney legends. James <laughs> Earl Jones, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher.
0: Uh, love it. Well, also on Friday the 21st, it's the season premiere of the new animated series Marvel's MODOK with the hilarious Patton Oswald. Now, I will say this is a show on Hulu and it is definitely not for the kids. Uh, it is animated and it is, looks hilarious, but it is, I would say, a little, little more mature. So just parents consider that. And on Saturday, it is the sixth anniversary of Tomorrowland. Yeah, I I really, really liked that movie. Little little George Clooney. They had all these fun things at D23 Expo years ago. There was like a whole game that you could play around on the Expo show floor. Anyway, really, really fun movie. Celebrate the sixth anniversary of it on Disney Plus on the 22nd.
1: Nice. Well, also on Saturday, the 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern on Nat Geo Wild, it's the season two premiere of Critter Fixers Country Vets.
0: Ooh, we haven't had an animal I show in them already for this. It's oh, been a little okay. while. Okay, so All we've right.
1: got Dr. Hodges and Dr. Ferguson. They own and operate Critter Fixer Veterinary Hospitals. From adhering tilapia scales to a dog to assembling a splint on a rare bird, for the Critter Fixer team, there is no such thing as normal. I'm cool. sure we'll have more highlights as season two goes on. Love it. Cannot wait.
2: And finally, let's see what the best for last year, you guys. On Sunday night, May 23rd, we'll find out who is the next American Idol. Wow. Bum, bum, bum. Mm. That's right. Cap off the weekend with the season finale of American Idol on ABC featuring surprise special guests and performers. Oh, I can't believe the season has come to an end. Super stoked
1: on to our amazing guest, who I have been honestly dying to have on the podcast for over a year, ever since I began my journey down the America's Funniest Home Videos rabbit hole. This man is a talented and hilarious actor. He's an accomplished director. He's a killer dancer who happened to win a little show called Dancing with the Stars. And he also happens to host one of my now all time favorite, favorite, favorite shows, AFV. Please welcome to the show, Alfonso Rivero. Hello, Ooh.
3: hello. Yes. Clearly I was we were talking before this all started because I thought we were being recorded and it was gonna be so funny. It was gonna be a great, you know, start and we're gonna be talking about kids jumping on laps, you being in a closet, and you know, it was gonna be it was gonna be funny. But, uh, but here that we was are, just rehearsal. That was yeah. a, that was a warm-up to the greatness that will come later.
1: Exactly. I love
2: Well, Alfonso, you have hosted more than 100 episodes of America's Funniest Home Videos. What do you love about the show?
3: To be honest with you, what I love mostly is that it's a show that I get to go to work and laugh, right? I get to have fun. I get to, you know, one of the things that I'll do is I won't actually watch all the videos before we do the actual taping. I'll only watch the videos that I'm doing voiceover for. And the reason for that is so that when I get on stage and I'm seeing the videos for the first time, going in and out of my raps, I'm actually, la- like, laughing for real. Like, I'm enjoying it like the audience. So I feel like it connects me to the show just a bit more because it's not just about, like, those are some videos and now I'm talking. Right. <laughs> and those are some videos. And then it's like I get to come out of a video, I'm like, okay, that was and you get a real reaction and flow to the show that is natural, not put on. That's awesome. I mean, I could act like I'm doing it, but it's easier when it's, you know, it's just a natural flow.
0: Sure. Obviously, we're an audio podcast, but, so you have to be a little more descriptive, but what is the funniest video you remember seeing on the show?
3: So my favorite video so far, and I think it's mostly because I'm, like it was my first season, right? As host, and now I'm in my sixth season. So there are a lot of great videos that are probably even funnier than this video. But for me, because it was like a $100,000 winner of the first season, it was these two kids, right? Two brothers, it was an older and a younger brother and they were gonna go on this slingshot ride. And the older brother is trying to make the little brother feel more comfortable before the ride starts right and he's like it's okay it's okay it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun and then the ride starts off and the older brother's like ah! and he passes out <laughs> right and, and then his head's flopping around all over the place right and then he wakes up and he's like ah! Ah! And he passes out again, right? <laughs> and the little brother is like, I'm so sorry. It's OK. You'll be OK. He wakes up again, the older brother. And he's like, oh, ah, we're still on this, ah! And passes out. <laughs> to me, that video was like the epitome of welcome to AFV. This is what you're going to be experiencing for the next several years. And here we go. And it was like really one of the first episodes. This video came on. And I was like, that's the perfect video. Like how do you get any better than that video i still love it because it was that first feeling you know it's it's like the first time right the first time you see an epic movie the first time you see a marvel movie the first time you saw a disney movie when you were a kid even though they might be making better movies now back then you still have that feeling about it that you can't you know you can't ever change
1: wow Love that. I got to go back and find that in the archives.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's one of the $100,000 winners from my first season. So, uh, you know, six years ago. Incredible.
1: Do you have any of your own AFV contenders just from your camera roll, from your life, from your family?
3: <laughs> you know, actually, I don't, which is like, I, you know, it's it's a, it's a good and a bad thing, right? Like, I don't, <laughs> we're not a family that has our phones rolling all the time right? Like our phones just sit down. They're not attached to us. We try to be ever present with the kids and doing stuff. And, you know, so my wife is a bit better at capturing things. I try not to have my phone on me almost at all. So we don't have a lot on the film roll, like on the video roll of the phone, but a lot of stuff that would make it on 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 actual video. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that would have made it. So I'm, I'm all
2: about, I know all about having to leave really good material on the cutting room floor. So I have to ask you, has there ever been a video that you just loved that didn't make air?
3: Well, I'll say this, that I, I don't have any part in that aspect of the show. Like they don't, I only see the shows once they're, you know, put together, right? So they'll send me the processes ultimately like a couple of weeks before taping they'll send me the reels of all the videos that are gonna be on the show. Wow. And I'll only watch, like I said, I'll only watch the videos that I'm gonna do voiceover for, right? So I never see any of the other stuff before that. I only watch those videos. And then during the tapings, I see the rest of the show. So I never get to see the videos that don't make it. There's a room in the offices at AFB with a bunch of young people sitting there in front of computers (laughs) with their headphones on, you know, cracking up and then some going, and moving on. (laughs) So I'm sure if you took a video of that room, there would be some funny just in that room of watching people watch the videos that make AF it.
2: Weirdly, wow. that's relatable for me. So yes. it's great.
1: <laughs> oh, I would love to shadow those people. That sounds like a dream. Oh, it's it's
3: it's pretty funny. I mean, every once in a while, I'll I'll go up in there and I'll see and I'm saying hello to if I'm having to go into the offices. Obviously, this was over a year ago when, this, when I would do this, but we'd go in and every once in a while, i go up there and just kind of like, hey guys, it's always funny at like Christmas parties where... You know, they invite everyone that's involved in the show. And there's literally 70 people you've never met. Because you're like, y'all don't ever come around. You're in these cubicles in an office that no one ever sees you. And oh my God, look at all you people. You're wonderful. Thank you for making <laughs> my life so great.
0: <laughs> it's hard to believe it was seven years ago you took home the Mirror Ball Trophy, winning Dancing with the Stars. What was it like doing that show?
3: Well, it was clearly hard work, right? Like, there was no question about that. It was uh, difficult to say the least. The reality for me was I wanted to be on that show from the very beginning. So I was always wanting to do it. Now, I also, weirdly enough, which was kind of almost dumb, that I wanted to be on the show, but I wouldn't actually take any classes to learn any of the styles. Right? So, like, I was, I I could have been, like, a real ringer coming in, but I never, like, took any classes to learn it. I've told this story before, but, like, Whitney, my partner, after we'd finish a week, right, and we'd go out there and do, you know, our performance, and we'd feel great about performance, and then on Tuesday, we would then get back into the studio to learn the next week's dance. And Whitney would say all the time, how is it possible that yesterday you could be so amazing on that dance floor and suck so badly (laughs) (laughs) today and i used to always say because i don't know what i'm doing right like i learn and i get good but every week i am starting at ground zero Mm -hmm. right and you know i ended up dealing with a lot of injuries one because I was, I was getting old but like physically my body started to break down because the only way for me to get to the end result that i wanted was i just was like i'm gonna outwork everyone i'm gonna put in more hours than the next person could ever imagine doing and if i do that and i lose then I can at least take it on the chin and be like, hey, I gave it everything I had, and I either won or lost. So my body, I would go home after a five hour work day, you know, in the studio, and I'd go put in two hours at home every day, wow. right? And so, you know, your body starts to break down because you never have time to recover. It's funny, I used to always say, oh, it's tape day, it's show day. Cool, my body can recover. Because Mm -hmm. that was the least amount of dancing you would do in the entire process of doing the show. You know, Mm -hmm. you did the performance for dress rehearsal, right? You did like, well, you did like two times in the morning, you did dress rehearsal and the show. That was four runs. You did four runs in the first 15 minutes of rehearsal, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, you were going all day over and over and over and over you were constantly moving so my body took its toll but it was incredibly difficult but it was so rewarding for me because at the end of the day I wanted it so badly and I wanted it so long that to be able to come out on top and really deliver performances every once in a while I'll go back and look at, you know, the videos of the season and I smiled because I was like, yeah, I gave it all I could and I don't think I could have done much better than what what I was able to deliver. So it was a magical Mm -hmm. experience. Those people have become true friends forever. We laugh about it now, but Thanksgiving is always at my house for everyone because, you know, especially the people that are from elsewhere, like, you know, Em and Sasha and Keo and people who don't live in the U.S. You know, it's like, what Thanksgiving, what are they going to do? Like, where are they going? Right. So they either go to Dina Katz's house, who's the casting director, producer, or they come to my house. And so every year since I've done the show, Thanksgiving, my house, we have like 20 people. We cook several turkeys and people bring stuff. And it's just because of the relationships that we've all created, you know, by going on tour together and doing the show. And, you know, we'd be in each other's rehearsal rooms, helping each other you know, Sadie Robertson is like family, right? And she was my competitor, but I was like her LA dad, just like always helping and coming over to the house and my wife and just hanging out and being a support system. It's a wonderful show that I really am still, as you can tell, passionate about. The camaraderie is so important on that show. And it's hard because in this time, you know, this last season, very difficult for the show to have it because everybody had to be, quarantined into their own little bubbles because you couldn't get anybody else sick I mean you had married couples who were living in different houses right like Em and Sasha were living in different houses right because they couldn't you know have the bubbles intermingling and so there's such an important part of being together on that show but as you can tell I kind of loved it a little bit
1: (laughs) (laughs) you can barely tell Wow, just a little bit a
3: little bit there is Amazing. some tough
2: love on that show and cast, but man, that I know all about that dancing family. So that is the truth.
3: Tough love is important on that show because the reality is, is that most people have never pushed themselves that hard. And the tough love really comes out of the love side of it, where they're pushing them to be the best that they can be and they believe that they can be better than the celebrities believe of themselves. And so that tough love is to keep pushing them to go beyond the walls that they build up for themselves and say, no, 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 there's a whole other world beyond there that you don't even know that you can do, but you can and I believe in you. And you know Val and Max were the guys who always really pushed that tough love, <laughs> but they really believed that their contestants could do it, that they could do what they were asking them to do. They just didn't believe it in themselves.
1: Wow. Well, that tough love and hard work certainly paid off.
3: (laughs) Well, you know, uh, the tough love for me, and I say this every once in a while, is the fact that in show business, right, I always look at it this way. Everybody's a loser, except for one person for every job. There is no second place. There is no third place. You either get the job or you don't. So if you're not better than thousands of people going for that job every time, you're going to be a loser in this business. And I don't mean a loser. You're just going to always lose. You're never going to win. So you have to go beyond what you think is your best. You got to keep going way past that because only one person's getting it. And if it's going to be you, boy, you better be willing to put into work and you got to go beyond where anybody else would be willing to go.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's a great mentality to have just in general.
3: Yes. Um, so your you.
1: season also had stars like Leah Thompson, Janelle Parrish, Jonathan Bennett, Antonio Sabato Jr. Do you stay in touch with any of your former competitors too?
3: A few of them, yeah. Obviously, like I said, Sadie, I, I see and we talk and we'll text and and I went, you know, flew all the way to Louisiana for her wedding. And so I would say she's definitely the one. Every once in a while, we'll see Bethany. If I see Jonathan somewhere, it's like, you know, pure love, right? Mostly I'm connected with the actual dancers, less with the celebrities I was competing with. Because, you know, I got really close to the dancers when I went on tour. Whereas mm-hmm. I was close to them somewhat during the season. Whereas when you're really doing it, that camaraderie, it, you're in each other's rooms every once in a while. But more the rooms that your pros were friends with. Right. Mm -hmm. So Whitney and Mark were close. So we were close, right? I became close with Val, right? Because he was with Bethany and Bethany and Sadie became friends. And we would do movie nights at my house. And funny, like they would just come over, like even uh, Candace Cameron Beret's daughter, Natasha, would come with Sadie and Bethany and we'd do movie night at my house. It's such a weird thing that it's like a weird family that you become a part of. So I haven't really seen a lot of the other competitors as much. I would say, you know, really Sadie and Michael Waltrip would be two of the most that I see.
0: Mm -hmm. So while Googling you, because I do that, um, (laughs) I I discovered you were part of a special called Circus of the Stars Goes to Disneyland. So please tell me everything about
3: that. So Circus of the Stars was a wonderful, amazing show back in the 80s and 90s actually 70s 80s and 90s where you know you'd have celebrities and they would learn a circus routine right so albeit with the lions and tigers or trapeze or high wire or and i fell in love with doing it right from the very beginning like i was like oh i got to i just to push into boundaries right i was the first person to ever tap dance on a high wire Wow. Wow. Okay. Now, now what I want you to do is think about it for a second and go tap dance. That means, that means tap shoes. Which are slippery. Right? Yeah. So metal, metal on a wire, not a rope,
1: a wire,
3: tapping on a wire with a pole, right? Like, so insane. I did it six seasons and just absolutely. Loved it. I just had so much fun doing it every year. And so I did six seasons of that show. I I did High Wire twice. I did a thing called Risley. I did Table Comedy One. I did a thing called The Globe of Death which is where you have multiple motorcycles inside of a big globe and you're riding around and going upside down and you know and there's multiple bikes in there and then you put a girl and she stands in the middle and you try not to hit her and it's just whoa, <laughs> insane and then a space wheel which is like a hamster you know a spinny thing that you put on a pole and you raise it up 40 feet in the air and you're running around on it and you're on outside of it and there's no way to strap you in so if you fall you literally fall from 40 feet to the ground. Yeah, so it was, a, it was an incredible show back in the day. They tried to do like, you know, celebrity many a few years back from now, very different. I think the money was very different back there in terms of the time to do it. So like you learned one thing and it wasn't a competition show. It was just like, hey, you're going to do High Wire mm-hmm. and you'd rehearse for three months and then the show would happen and you'd do your High Wire act. It was fantastic, loved it.
2: I mean the circus stunts are not for me. It's gonna be a no for me. I'll remain an avid spectator. Right on. Right on. <laughs> but what is for me is Disneyland. We have to ask you. You're one of the stars featured on the Disneyland 60th anniversary special. So I think we can assume you're a Disneyland fan. Question yes, mark?
3: <laughs> that would that would be an exclamation point, not a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go a lot growing up? I didn't go a lot growing up. We would go to Disney World more than we came to Disneyland because I'm from New York and we, you know, East Coasters just go down to Florida. So we did Disney World a few times as a kid. But then once I got really into show business and and became, you know, famous, it was like I would go to Disneyland a lot, like all (laughs) the time. It's like, it's funny now when you look at like Disneyland and then California Adventure, it was like yeah I was going here but when that was the parking lot like it wasn't there was no rides that was just the parking lot like it's so crazy when you think about how the whole complex and everything has changed and yeah huge fan of going to the parks I take my family typically every year obviously COVID we've been missing and even my kids are like when are we going to Disney I was like "Um, when when they let us in (laughs) (laughs) And I know that they're opening up now, but you know, we're going to wait obviously until it's not a big deal to be able to go. And there are so many people paying, you know, top dollar and high prices to, to go do it. The last thing we want to do is kind of do the skipping the line thing. It was very interesting. Someone said to me many years ago when they talk about the guides, right? And I was like, Mm -hmm. why does Disney do the guides? They do it differently than other places, Um, you know? And they always said, because, Disneyland and Disney World the experience is the park and celebrities typically mess up the the experience because it takes it out of the Disney experience and turns it into oh that's that person Hmm. and so they they don't want you standing in line for you know 30 minutes 40 minutes where you're taking away from the experience of going into each ride and the Mm -hmm. essence of the park so I was like, sure, okay, I don't believe you, but I'm still going to keep accepting the guy.
1: (laughs) Although I feel like you're a Disney celebrity, so I feel like I would do a meet and greet, line up for you, get your autograph. I would appreciate that,
3: but I'd rather the guy.
1: (laughs) Totally makes sense, (laughs) I feel that. Well, back in 2018, you were one of the narrators for the Candlelight Processional at Epcot. Can you talk about what that experience is like?
3: I, I got to tell you, that was, uh, it was a true highlight in in my life as it pertains to Disney. It was so emotional, right? Standing, and I don't know if everybody knows what the Candlelight Processional is, but essentially you're standing in the middle and you're narrating, you know, the story and the the orchestra is all around you. And so you've got the orchestra part and then you have the choir and it is like, you feel it in your heart, in your bones, the music and the voices that's coming from everywhere. It was magical. It was absolutely so wonderful for me to do it. And I haven't been able to go back and do it again yet, but certainly plan on it. If they ask me, I'm going because it was really, really wonderful. It's its one of those things when you go to Disney World and you say, why wouldn't this be 100% full at every show? Because... Mm-hmm. It is a magical experience there. And, you know, I guess Disney knows how to do magical experiences.
2: Agree. Well, speaking of magical experiences, we could talk to you all day, I'm sure, especially Sherry over here. I have
1: so many more AFV questions, but I knew we had to move on.
2: (laughs) Before we get out of here, we have to ask you a slew of Disney favorites. So Mm. here we go. Number one, give us your favorite Disney animated movie.
3: I've always loved Lady and the Tramp. And I don't know why. I, I think it was one of the first ones I ever saw. And that one always stuck to me, right? The love story, the beautiful love story. I love that one from day one. Lady and the Tramp was always the one that hit me, you know, especially as a little kid. And I, I guess I always go back to that first time feelings that you have when you're a kid. Like You can look back on movies now and it's very different, but that movie uh, always stuck out for me Aww.
1: okay favorite Disney character favorite Disney character
3: uh, and I always have to separate Disney from Marvel right like so
0: you could do Marvel we you know where we it's all one big family now
3: it's all one big family okay so so I was a huge Hulk fan
1: oh. right
3: I did an interview earlier with George Pinocchio from ABC and they were like talking about some Marvel stuff and I was like So growing up as a kid, I was always the smallest kid in the playground and people would laugh at me, but I would turn into the Hulk when people would mess with me, right? Because I would end up in a fight literally like three times a week and I would turn into the Hulk and I'd be like, you don't want to mess with me. And there was this thing about, hey, yes, I'm tiny and I'm small, but there's this dude inside that is a absolute monster and will not take it and will not just accept being picked on and bullied. And so I would turn into the Hulk and it's always been like really near and dear because I'm like, yeah, it is difficult, right? As life gets difficult and there's things that are difficult, but there's that side of you that will not let you fail, that will not let you get beat up on or taken advantage of or whatever and that dude is the hulk he is Mm. strong and powerful and dangerous and all the rest it's such an interesting idea of you know personality traits in the world and i've just always loved the hulk so there you go and it's in my kid's bedroom on his wall
2: Hmm.
0: favorite disney song a hulk
1: Uh, yes. Wow! Breaking Great. out those
0: Broadway chops. Come yes, on, that, now. That,
3: that, that that would be my uh my number one. Uh, a whole new world. I love that. It's just a beautiful song.
1: Mm, love that one. Okay, favorite park's attraction.
3: You know, whenever we go to Disney, there's a couple rides. It all depends on whether we're doing Disneyland or Disney World, right? So I have to do Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. excellent I'm, choice. Gotta do Space Mountain. Space Mountain is the always, and then the other one, like the whole family, we go on is the Haunted Mansion. There are no windows mm. and no doors. Wow. And like, hey, here we one. go. Here we go. We're getting ready to go down. Uh, so you know, second it, life as the
0: ghost host, I see. <laughs> All right. So you go to the parks a lot. Favorite Disney parks snack
3: heart snack. Well, we try to be, we don't do a lot of sugar and stuff. So, you know, I will say that we typically don't do a lot of the, the snacks when we're there, but I do find it really funny when you see people walking around with a big old turkey leg, <laughs> you know, those are the ones that get me the most. I'm like, mm, you walking around with a big nice. old turkey leg and it, you just go munch on that like, like, you know, like Barney Rubble, huh? Okay, cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Here we are at the very end. And this is from across your entire Disney experience, all corners, your favorite Disney memory.
3: Favorite Disney memory was probably, we were fortunate enough to go to Disneyland and stay in the dream suite. Mm. Ooh. Yes. That is good. That is good. And so it was my wife and I and our kids and the footballer, Steve Young, his wife, his kids. And we literally like hung out in the suite. Not everybody could stay tonight. So some left, some stayed. And so we walked around Disneyland with nobody Uh there.
1: Wow. So cool.
3: Greatest memory ever.
1: Mm. Ah, that is amazing. Alfonso, it has been such a dream come true getting to talk to you. Meeting you is a favorite Disney memory for me. So thank you for coming on the show.
3: (laughs) Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure meeting you guys. Yeah.
1: Wow. Alfonso, I'm still like reeling that we got to talk to him. (laughs) He's (laughs) so nice and so motivating. So cool and so talented. and So funny. Ah.
0: Oh, wow! So are you, Sherry?
1: Aww, so are you. Thanks,
0: <laughs> well, everyone, thank you for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney.
1: And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com.
2: We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic
3: guest on an all-new episode of D23 Inside, Inside Disney. Disney.